ScoreNorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Rami is getting ready to speak. Listen up, and you will learn. It's Score North Live with Rami. It sure is. We're on 1500scorenorth.com in the Score North app in the TCL broadcast studios. Rami Makloff and a rotating cast of Score North personalities. Weekdays, noon to 2. Phil Mackey in the co-host chair this afternoon for a Rewind Mania coming up at 1230. You fired up, brother? Oh, you know something, brother? I'm I'm very excited. This is peak, you know something, brother. Yeah, this was, this was oh, for, sure. Three. Uh, <laughs> for sure. This brought back some memories for me, but we'll get to that at 1230. Collar is here at 1 o'clock, and there is maybe the most reckless of reckless speculation making its way around the NFL right now, the week ahead of the NFL draft. Declan Goff on the other side of the glass and on the ones and twos. The mark on your face is all but totally gone. Declan. I told you, dude. It's the new skincare routine. don't see it. It's the I new skincare almost- routine. Almost. What happened? Don't see it. I I woke up like two weeks ago and I thought it was a pimple, but I think it was like a bite of some sort. And there was like a good welt on like my right cheekbone. Hmm. And we were updating people on it daily. And Rami is, uh, as clearly is still doing, is still updating (laughs) the people. Did you squeeze some, you know, some like pus out of it? No, no, it wasn't. The thing was, it wasn't a pimple. Like there was no pus, it was like a bite. So nothing so, came out of it? There was no excretion? So I, I, I consulted with a friend who is good in dermatology, and she gave me a whole new skincare routine, and since then, it's it's phenomenal. I love it. Right on. I look great. We'll, we'll be right doing a quarterly updates great, with Declan's yeah. <laughs> facial every situation month, every, every Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Friday the, at 4. Actually, on the 8th, Declan's yes. face update yes. here on Score North. In just a second, we're going to gauge just how desperate we all are and you all are as sports fans. You can get in right now at 651-646-8255, because I think the ultimate test of desperation was on ESPN last night, but we'll get to that in just one second. Start with some somber news, Mackie, and it was yeah. uh, this morning breaking news that former Vikings and Seahawks quarterback Tavares Jackson died Sunday night in a single vehicle car crash in Alabama, according to multiple reports, at just 36 years old, man. That's- yeah, so young Phil Mackie covered the Vikings for a few years between 2007 and 2010, and I like, like my NFL slash Vikings writing career was covering Tavares Jackson as a starting quarterback. Um, and he was, I, I know if you, if you do a Google search, like there's definitely some things off the field with him. Uh, he had a couple domestic violence incidents too. And so I, it's one of those instances where I know him in one realm. Other people know him in another realm, like Darren Sharper, for God's sakes, used to be a weekly guest. And we thought we like, you don't know someone outside of the confines of when you cover them. But I just remember him as a quarterback and and then eventually as a backup being legitimately one of the nicest, most, uh, I don't know what the word is, but this guy definitely went through a lot of adversity as a quarterback. A lot of it brought on by himself because of just bad play in 2007 and 2008. But, you know, they committed to him and then decommitted and then committed again. They brought in Gus Farratt and then they went to Brett Favre and Sage Rosenfels and all throughout his five or six years as a Viking, Tavares Jackson was nothing but a consummate pro behind the scenes, a great locker room guy, great with the media, great with the fans. He would take pictures, sign autographs. And so I think anyone who ran into T-Jack from a football perspective and from a Vikings perspective has a lot of good memories and experiences with him. And so it's it's sad to see this news. He was also, Rami, he was the Seattle Seahawks starting quarterback before Russell Wilson. I know. he. They brought him. I, th- I actually think that that was the offseason season. They had T-Jack for like 14 or 15 games as a starter early in the Pete Carroll era, 
And then they may have signed Matt Flynn off of that six-touchdown game against yeah, the Lions. That's exactly what happened. And then they drafted Russell Wilson. We're like, we're just we're good on both you guys. Russell Wilson's just going to be our starting quarterback. I don't know how Jack was his backup. I don't know, like just from a football perspective. I don't have the personal experience with him, obviously, that you do, Mackie. But from a football perspective, I don't know how Vikings fans felt about Tavares Jackson when he first came into the league. How they felt about Brad Childress using a second-round pick in him and basically pegging him as his as as his guy, his future quarterback. Um from the outside looking in 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 Wisconsin at the time where I was working, I always thought that Tavares Jackson obviously he never lived up to it, but I always thought that this was a guy with a ton of potential who if if he got in the right hands in terms of a head coach or offensive coordinator who could mold him and put him in the right system, this was a guy who could be Really, really good in this league. Yeah, I think so. He, he, in terms of mobility and arm talent, that's what that's what made him a second round pick. He was one of the more mobile quarterbacks and could throw a ball seventy yards down the field and just had a rocket. And the rest had to be molded, right? Your reads and your just your command of an offense and a huddle. And I always go back. We just had Ryan Longwell on Minnesota Sports Rewind here, and he Brad Childress gets a lot of flack, a lot of it rightfully so. For his five years as Vikings head coach, the one thing Brad Childress was great at, and Ryan Longwell talked about this about 30 minutes ago, Brad Childress could identify talent. And so if you look at those Vikings teams from like 2006 to 2010, they ne- they never lacked talent. They always had Pat Williams, Kevin Williams, Jared Allen, Ray Edwards defensively, right? They all, you know, go find uh, Go find a couple linebackers in the draft, EJ Henderson. They always had skill position players that were that were talented and I think Tavares Jackson fell into that bin but probably I don't think Brad Childress was the right head coach to get the most toothpaste out of that tube Pete Carroll on the other hand may have been if T-Jack wasn't you know near 30 years old and and deemed backup caliber so I wonder what it would look like if he had spent his entire young part of his career under Pete Carroll who was much better at I think Pete Carroll had a has a knack for just connecting with players and and getting the most out of them too, and I don't, I don't know he's if I would the, say the same. He's with got Brad the Childers. people part down of coaching, right? Down per, to pretty much a science. Pete Carroll, as close to as anybody in the NFL, I would say. And Brad Childress would show weird animal wildlife videos to players for pep talks on Saturday nights, and they would just stare at each other. But <laughs> is that real? Is yeah. that really a thing? All right, look at these. Look at this herd of buffalo gathering around <laughs> the buffalo to chase away the tiger. This is what we're going to do tomorrow against the New Orleans Saints. I love chili, by the way. I, I was always a chili guy, but yeah, he didn't he didn't connect well with with humans on the level that uh, Pete Carroll did. I just so. like the way Brett Favre used to say chili. <laughs> Me and chili going to go back and draw up a game plan. Me and, and chili. Favre came in. They're going to show that game tonight on ESPN yeah, at seven o'clock. And uh, Favre came in and basically just like. In as gregarious of a way as possible, just took the keys away from the car from Brad Childress and said, I- "I'm going to drive this now. I'll just be. I'm just going to be driving the car now. <laughs> Am I going to call the offense? Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Probably. Am I going to practice? No. Am I going to slap some asses in the huddle in the locker room? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Am I going to yeah. watch tape on my own? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not doing that. So I don't know. So t- so R.I.P. Tavares Jackson. Super tragic and uh, just one of those like when you're. When you see someone under the age of forty and someone that was the Vikings quarterback a few years ago go way too soon, it just it, it jars you a little bit. But that far uh, that Farb game being on tonight is is a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you, Mackie, you Declan, and you out there at six five one six four six eight two five five or tweet us at SKOR North. And I've developed a scale 
for how desperate you are for sports at this point, okay? <laughs> <laughs> From least desperate to most desperate. And I'm going to give you an example of what you might be watching right now to 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 appease your desperation, to, 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 to whatever thirst you have to quench that thirst for sports that you might have right now, all right? I think the least desperate. Are you desperate enough to go back and watch classic games? That's why I said the Favre game tonight is a perfect segue into what I want to talk. Are you desperate enough to go back and watch classic games right now? Do you need sports in your life that badly? I am very picky with which classic games I'll go back and watch. Okay. So to to this point, I've only watched like two or three classics. One of them was the KG-Steph game against the Bulls and Michael Jordan. I will absolutely watch the Brett Favre-Packers game tonight. If it rose to the level of being like one of the most prominent Minnesota sports events, I'm probably in. But I see, you know, I'm, I even forget about TV, like social media feeds. You follow at uh, MLB on Twitter or any of their platforms, and they're running random playoff games. They ran last night. They ran a Mets Cardinal that that game six of the NLCS Mets Cardinals from like 2005 or something. Yeah, and I, I'm sure it was a great game. I think that was the play uh, left fielder robbed a home run or something, and. I don't really remember the details, but like I'm not watching that game. Like no, that's I'm not desperate enough to just like you know watch what? random playoff games. I'm not trying to rub any salt and wounds here, but when I see what constitutes a classic game for the Minnesota Timberwolves, I feel bad for y'all. There's not that many. Like, yeah, the, not many. The, the fact that a regular season <laughs> win against a Scotty Pippenless Bulls team is is classic, and there are streamers falling from the roof. I know. And Marbury was on his knees kissing the logo at half court. And tonight they're going to air, I think, game three of the 2018 series against the Rockets. I think the only game really? that, they, that they won in oh, that really? series. Oh, really? They're doing that one? Yeah. Oh. They're oh, they won, they won a game in that series? Yeah. I think so, yeah. The oh. the Wolves and Wild each won their respective game threes because the Wild were playing the Jets. And for like 12 hours, Minnesota sports fans were back in on their collective teams, only them to be bounced in five games. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I'm with Rami. That's not a classic. That's not a classic, No, it's not. That's just, really rerun, not classic. just rerun the KG-Steph game again. <laughs> It's more of a classic. <laughs> I've watched three classic games or matches. Well, WrestleMania doesn't count because we're doing that for the bit. That's for the segment. That's for the bit. So I'm not counting that. Outside of WrestleMania, I watched uh, the 2016 World Series on opening day. Cubs fan just wanted some baseball joy in my life on opening day. Um, I watched the the Wolves-Bulls game we just referenced. And the only reason I watched that is because we were doing a Mackie and Judd with Rami happy hour at that time, and you guys were talking about it. I was like, all right, let me turn this thing on and follow along with Mackie and Judd. And then one day last week, I got home from work, and whenever I get – every day when I get home from work, I just like to like get off my feet and breathe and decompress for like 15, 20 minutes before I go take my dog for a walk, get in a workout, cook dinner, whatever I'm going to do with my evening. I just – sit down on the couch, put something on the TV I'm not paying that close of attention to, and just decompress for 15, 20 minutes before I go get whatever I need to get for the night. And uh, they were showing the rumble in the jungle. Muhammad Ali okay. and George Foreman. That's fascinating to me. And I sat down and watched that, and yes, that was super fascinating, especially knowing the result and knowing Ali's technique. That was the, the infamous rope-a-dope strategy yes. where he just leaned on the ropes and let George Foreman throw haymakers at him for like four or five straight rounds. Ali barely threw a punch. And and he was just letting Foreman, this big oaf, who had like two matches in his entire career that went beyond the fifth round, he knew if I can just stay on my feet 
this guy will wear himself out and by the sixth round he'll be done and you and in the in like the late fifth round sixth round you start to see the tide kind of turn and Muhammad Ali was an absolute sniper dude like like literally like a sniper sitting on a hill waiting for his opening watching bullets whiz by his head and just waiting for an opening and then pop 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 and like every punch had an intent every punch had a design every punch had a plan and the accuracy and and the the frequency with which he was landing punches after just sitting there and taking a beating for four plus rounds and barely throwing a punch was absolutely amazing man if you get the chance to go back and watch the rumble in the jungle that was when they talk about the artistry of boxing, it was on full display right there when Muhammad Ali finally decided to flip the switch, turn it on, and start throwing some punches of his own once George Foreman was worn out. It was amazing to watch. So what what are the boxes that that... Because I see where you're going. That's that's clearly on one end of your scale. Yes. Right? Yes. So so Classic Games is the least. I think that's the least desperate, right? Well, but 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 for that, like, what what gets you to watch a classic game or a classic bout like that? I wasn't what, planning on watching that. I just turned on my TV and that was on. So what are the boxes that it checked though to keep you right? So stars, I didn't really, all time stars. Honestly, I didn't I didn't really care what was on the TV. Like I said, I just sit down on my couch for twenty minutes when I get home from work to like clear my mind and decompress. And I have something on the TV, and I'm not really paying too close of attention to it, but that drew me in. And I ended up sitting there for like 40 minutes and watching the whole fight rather than getting getting out and walking my dog. And if I had known that was on, I would have watched because of these three factors. Stars that are fascinating to watch. And that's also why, like, Stefan Marbury and Kevin Garnett, to me, that's fascinating because, oh, that was 20 years ago, and that was one of the most fun periods in Wolves history. So that's one box. Nostalgia is kind of in that same box. But I think the rarity of the footage, you know, and it, if if it's something that happened a couple of years ago between the Wolves and the Rockets, I don't need to see that again. It's not, it, it wasn't a prominent series. It's just like the last time they won a big game, basically. So that doesn't check the boxes. But if it's something that you rarely get to see, which is a boxing match from, what, 40 years ago now, or a Wolves game from the mid-1990s, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I would be, that, that's more likely to pique my interest than... All right, hey, tonight we're just filling time on NBC Sports Network by rerunning random hockey playoff games. Like, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'd rather scroll Let's through watch my... the only playoff game the Timberwolves have won in the last right. 20 years. Like, I'd rather scroll through my Instagram feed for four hours than watch game three of the 2018 Wolves Rockets okay. series. I'm sorry. All right, so the next, the next on my scale... Of how how desperate you are, how thirsty you are for sports. Least desperate, like I said, is watching classic games. Um, next up, you would go with almost any plan that's been thrown out by a major sporting organization because you just want sports back. Whether it's an empty arena, whether it's quarantining everybody in one city, or whether it's Declan. Do we have what Tim Kirchin said was seriously yes, considered on Sports Center this, this is weekend? Amazing. All right, go ahead, hit it. Maybe two weeks ago, he said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to play in Japan. The Japanese <laughs> League is going to get through this faster than America's going to get through it. The Japanese League's going to play at night, and the major leagues are going to play 
during the day in Japanese stadiums, and that's how we're going to get this thing started. I couldn't even report it. It was so ridiculous. And yet, in the end, I think something ridiculous is how we're going to play the season. Am I the only one when he said, (laughs) he was like building up to where it's going to be. I honestly thought he was going to say the moon. Like, I thought he was going to say space. Because he builds it up so slowly that I honestly, I could could see them putting it on the moon. I thought he was going to say fight island. I thought thought that's why the UFC got pushed out, because fight island. Rob Manfred outbid Dana White. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So are you desperate enough? That almost any plan that comes across your timeline, you nod your head and go, eh, you know what, maybe. Okay. Just, okay, let's give that a try. I will say, I am desperate enough that, so baseball has now thrown out three trial balloons, and this is the latest one, Yeah, right? there was the Arizona plan, there was the Cactus League Grapefruit League plan, where guys yep. would be in Arizona and in Florida, and now there is the Japan plan. Where the whole league would go to Japan and play day games while their league played night games in those stadiums. I am desperate enough to where this is the first Major League Baseball plan that I have finally drawn a line and said, all right, that's a little too far. (laughs) That's a little too far. Okay. Separating players from their families for five months in Phoenix or in Fort Myers, I'm good with that. And I hope that actually happens. I do hope that happens. But sending players to Japan to play, I love like the... The offsetting of the the timing of the games too. Would they run these games live in America, or would they rec- like? How would the media set this work? Would they, they tape delay live? And I don't know what the time difference is between here and Japan. Declan. Can you do a quick search time difference between yeah. here and Japan? Because if they're playing them during the day over there, they that might be prime time over here. I don't know that for a fact. Actually. No, that can't be right. It's uh, two eighteen a.m. Tuesday, April fourteenth, right now in Japan. So it's it's tomorrow. It's fourteen hours ahead okay, of so us right now. So for a game that I believe, Hold okay, on. It, they're fourteen hours ahead of us. I believe. Well, it says Tuesday, April fourteenth. So let's, let's say they're let's say they're 15? playing a nooner over there. It's like two a.m. here. I'd stay up. I'm up. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in to watch baseball at 2 a.m. I am that desperate. (laughs) I am that desperate as well. I mean, if they did it, I would watch, but on on its surface, on its face, you look at that plan and you just go, you didn't say what I said. Shut up. Not Tim Kirchin. (laughs) Okay. But whoever had that idea, you just shut your stupid face and stop talking. Here's my next question on this plan, okay? All right. (laughs) Clearly, nobody has talked to anyone on the Japanese side of the decision making because if you do that, Hey, listen, Japan, uh, we'd love to bring the New York Yankees and New York Mets from the center of the world's coronavirus fire into your country to play baseball games. You guys cool with that? I know yeah, you're just going to be a few hundred people right. with the team and media and whatnot. That's like that's like saying to some uh, like a, a fire department that just put out a forest fire. You're like, hey, guys, we have some burning embers. You mind if we bring them in? <laughs> yeah. Somebody might want to check with yeah, Japan probably. on that. So, are you are you there though, Mackie? Almost, I'm, almost any plan that comes across your timeline. Yes, I mean, you're willing I, to consider it. All I, right, I, because I've okay. been I've been there up to the Japan part. That's the next. So, that's the next level of desperation. All right, we're, we're moving. We're moving in in the direction of the most. De- are you desperate enough to watch people play video game sports? Not yet. Okay, kind of. All right, dude. Have to be in the, the right NBA, mindset. The NBA has an NBA 2K league. Now, Major League Baseball this weekend just launched a MLB The Show League where actual Major League Baseball players are playing against each other and representing their teams in MLB The Show. Are you desperate enough to watch pro athletes 
play sports, but in video game form. So yesterday, I, I happened to flip on Sports Center yesterday morning mm-hmm. at some point, like mid to late morning. Just, I don't know. Is, is there anything happening? Is there any, any headlines I missed out on? I don't even turn the, on Sports Center on the weekend. The I, turn on, I turn it on during the week. <laughs> I don't even turn it Dude, on on the weekend. The lead for Sports Center. <laughs> Was Devin Booker beating one of his teammates? I think DeAndre Ayton maybe was in the finals. It was Devin Booker winning the NBA's NBA 2K video game tournament. And they literally, it wasn't like just a pass you mentioned. They literally showed highlights for like four minutes. For four minutes. <laughs> no, I've never been so glad that I don't turn on Sports Center on the weekend. And the anchors, the poor anchors were just like, they knew, they knew this is ridiculous, but. We literally have to fill like two hours right now. And so then what happened was, and this is props to the producers for going back and putting together these lists. Did you know that April 12th, yesterday, April 12th is one of the most prominent 50-point game days in NBA history? No. They went back and they found, I think uh, Kobe had, Kobe dropped 60 in his final game ever. Maybe that might have been today's day. that was today. That was today. But they showed like five or six instances of players scoring 50-plus points just in the last 25 years. Allen Iverson is a rookie, so hey, they showed that package for five minutes. I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't flipped on SportsCenter yesterday, that Allen Iverson dropped 50 in a game in 1997, boys. The more you know. But not desperate enough to watch video games, right? No, I'd watch some video games. You have. Yeah, I would watch video games. Oh, you would? Yeah, I would. But you haven't. I have not. My my buddy... Well, when will you? The whole NBA tournament yeah. came and went, and you didn't. <laughs> Are you sure you would? Yes, I totally would. <laughs> I, I this is like the not... people who say they they watch Conan O'Brien's show. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Conan. Conan's great. Oh, yeah. When's the last time you watched him? I don't know. 2002? 2003, yeah. Uh, Robbie, I kicked off the idea of having some pitcher in one ballpark and some hitter with a controller in the other ballpark doing this three weeks ago, and are they basically not doing this the idea that I kicked around for the dumb idea to resume sports. Are they in a ballpark doing this? I don't know if they're or in a ballpark. They they're probably at home. But I still think you put them in a ballpark, you put Trevor May on the mound alone at Target Field, and then at, you know, um, in Cleveland's ballpark, there is Francisco Lindor with a controller in his hand at the plate. And on the Jumbotron. And, and he just hits playing the game. X right. and he swings. Wait, is he, are they going to run out their whole lineup? Like, I think you so, should. So Lindor bats, he has his yeah. own controller. Or do you have to sanitize the controller that, every time? If we're putting That's them all true. in the same place, same time, let's just play ball, man. Well, no, if, Trevor if May. The whole lineup's going to be there. No, Trevor May would be in Minneapolis, yep. though, is what Declan's saying. Mm. No, I don't like it. I think you quarantine all the players in their own ballpark. They just live in the ballpark. And That's I don't know what if you, you guys saw. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I haven't looked for the details yet. I just heard them discussing it on Levitard this morning. You know how they've been doing these virtual NASCAR races? Yeah, who won this weekend? Did I, I don't get to know. Write that well, down point? we actually was have it a, Kevin Harvick. We yes. had a guy, Spencer's on hold, and he wanted to talk about IndyCar kind of stuff. What they're doing? I think they which said I think somebody might uh, dropped an N bomb during that. Oh, well, what? this weekend? Yeah, one of the drivers. I think so. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they said on Levitard this morning. What? Yeah, because you know they have the video chat going on while oh, all boy. this is happening. But on, think, like, in what context? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm sure he should. That shouldn't. seems problematic. Regardless of the context, I'm sure he shouldn't have used that word. Right. All right. And the most desperate, on the scale of least desperate to most desperate. So, so far, we've talked about classic games. That's the least desperate. Almost any plan looks good to you to get sports back. That's phase two. You would watch video games. That's phase three. Are you desperate enough to watch a game of horse 
awfully produced by ESPN among NBA players. I turned that on, I kid you not, Mackie, for less than a minute yesterday and turned it off immediately. Dude. I was out. I, I was lasted, out. I lasted five minutes. When I first heard the idea, I was like, yeah, man, I might check that out. I might watch that. I need sports in my life. I so turned it bad. on for less than a minute, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go walk my dog. That's a much better use of my time. The portion that I saw was Zach Levine beating Paul Pierce Five to nothing. So yeah, didn't horse he to shut nothing. Him right? out? Didn't he run the table on him? It was horse to nothing. <laughs> and uh, and and the part I saw was Zach Levine trying to explain the shot that he was about to take in a way that Paul Pierce could understand. And so Zach Levine's explaining, okay, so uh side of the basket, low right block, left foot in the air, underhand, right handed shot. And Paul Pierce is squinting at his camera up, like just as close as you can possibly be to the camera. And he goes, What? Huh? And like Zach Levine had to explain the shot three different times to Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce winds up missing it. And that's when I stopped watching. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Also, uh, a ma- major props to Paul Pierce played like an old man when he was in the league. Like he, did. he always had old man at the Y game. You know what I mean? He oh, did. yeah. Now, now he is actually an old man. But ma- major props to all these guys who have enough money to literally have like full on, like Zach Levine has a full on basketball court, a batting cage. At what point in the middle of the horse game, Paul Pierce was more interested in Zach Levine's batting cage off in the background. And so Zach Levine took hit whatever device he was using, his phone or his tablet or whatever, and just walked off the horse court and over to his baseball batting cage and hung out there for a while and took some cuts. Good for him. Like that was the I'm five happy minutes for I him. I really am. I don't mind that guys get rich playing these sports. They worked hard to get where they are in their lives, but man, I don't need to watch it. Man. So if your if your question is, That's are you desperate, desperate enough to watch yes. horse? My answer has to be yes. I just, yeah. Really? I did. I, well, I did. On a scale of classic games to watching horse, you covered the spectrum. You're as desperate as they come. You're as thirsty as anybody for sports in your life right now, man. I didn't think I was one of these people. But <laughs> here you are. Looking back in my weekend, I 100% I expect that from yeah. Judd, not you. <laughs> I, did, I did discover a couple other viewing options that we will unveil later on today. Yes. Quarantine discovery so at 5 o'clock so on Mackie Judd Rami. That's right. That's a weekday. It's 4 to 6. Spencer is on Old now Spencer is on Score North Live. What's up, Spence? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for having me on. Good. On the uh, scale yeah. of uh, classic games to a game of horse, how bored and desperate are you for sports right now? Well, I'm actually tuning in every Saturday to uh, watching live sport, which is the IndyCar race. <clears throat> like video sure. game IndyCar racing? Well, yeah, but they all have, all the drivers have simulators in their house. So it's they have the actual pedals, the actual steering wheels are all looking at the same screen, so it's like they're actually in a race. They're actually racing. And when you look at it, you know, from the TV, if you, you, know, you glance at it, it actually looks like it's a real race. Hmm. So, Spencer, is this going to just be a cheaper way to replace what we used to watch? Hey, you know for- what? Thanks for the call, Spencer. I was just going to say, I'll go one step further than you, Mackie. Race car driving is super dangerous, dude. Like, I, I would venture to guess that more people have died racing cars than any other professional sport in the history of the modern civilized world. If if the simulated F1 race is almost as good as the real thing and you almost can't tell the difference when you turn on your TV, why are guys going out and risking their lives? When the world gets back to normal, maybe car racing should just be happening from simulators where people don't die when they crash. I mean, how far do you want to take that theory? Because pitchers are at risk of getting line drives off the side of their face, 
Yeah, happens five times a year. You can't get in a simulator and, and recreate. Well, like, a, a car simulator is almost exact. <laughs> <laughs> a car. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, Chad just forwarded this to me. NASCAR driver Kyle Larson is suspended indefinitely without pay after using the N word during a virtual race yesterday. Uh, I need to know the. I mean, it, I agree. Don't use the word. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Good PSA, Mac. But I. But I'm very curious as to what the context. What like? What do you? I don't know, it's man. It's a NASCAR simulation. I don't know. Like, I'll read the article doing? during the break and see if I have some context for you, and then uh, we'll get right into. Rewind Mania, WrestleMania 3 on the docket today. And this is when things start to get good in the world of wrestling. And it's going to get good right after this on Score North Live on 1500 Score North.